to the interlude with Drew. What's going on, everybody? This is Andrew McCain. Welcome to another episode of the interlude with Drew. I hope you guys are doing well in this month of January as it's coming to a close. Um, if you checked out my last episode, which I hope that you've been following, paying attention, um, the last episode was about what it's like being a husband. So today I wanted to talk about what it's like being a father. So seeing that I am a father of three, I'm not a veteran yet, but you know, I, I understand a little bit about fatherhood based on my um, experience and everything like that. So let's talk about it. All right. So there's definitely a lot of younger people I know or older that aren't fathers yet that would like to know what it's like to be a father. So I hope that from what I shared, this could help you out. All right. So for me, I was blessed and fortunate enough to grow up with my father. Um, I really appreciate him for who he is. Um, you know, I heard it said recently that, you know, you don't necessarily give credit to people for doing what they're supposed to do, but in a world where so many fathers don't do, you know, do their responsibility of raising their children and being there for their children. Um, you got to respect the ones that do it. And my dad, like I never had to wonder where he was or anything like that. He went to work every day, provided for his family. Then, uh, we didn't even realize like what type of struggles and stuff it took for him to do what he was doing, but he, he, he put in the work and, um, you know, he was definitely a blessing, not only just by being a provider, but also being an example. Uh, he didn't grow up in the church, but he made sure like, you know, we had no choice but to be in church every time that the doors are open. He led by example of praying in the house and everything like that um, on a consistent basis, teaching us how to pray, teaching us how to uh, not just be Christians in church, but be Christians outside of church. So I, I really appreciate my dad for that. Um, so seeing that example, it was definitely something to aspire to being a dad one day. So. Um, you know, I, I always had it in mind that I was going to be married for at least two years, maybe more before, uh, me and my wife, whatever had kids, whoever that was going to be from the time I was younger. And even when I met my actual wife, we both agreed that we was going to have some time before we had kids, but God had other plans. And, um, we were not even a year into being married yet, probably um, you see, we were probably like five months in before she actually got pregnant. So, you know, that's, that's just the way how it was. And so we were like, oh man, we didn't expect this, but you know, we always wanted to be parents anyway. So here we are. So we're thinking we're about to have one and you know, my sister and you know, all my siblings, they kept teasing like, oh, I bet you it's twins. I bet you it's twins. I was like, nah, there's no way. There's no way. Even though in the back of my mind, I knew like twins run on both sides of the family. My wife's uh, brothers are twins. She has twin uncles and I think twin grand uncles. I have cousins that are twins and stuff. But I was just like, yeah, not us. It won't be us. Not this first time. So we went to the doctor one of the, one of the appointments, and you know she was going through the regular routine and she just looked at us and she was like, uh, you guys know you have twins, right? And like you would think like we'd be like super shocked from hearing that, but we were just like, oh man, here we go. So. That, that, that was our reality, but it was interesting because I've always wondered what it would be like to be a twin or to have twins, to have like two kids that are born on the same day and like grow up together and stuff like that. And I, you know, I've always, I, I had one of my roommates in college was a twin. So I saw like how he would talk to his brother on the phone every day. So that, that was always interesting to me. So it was like real 
interesting that we were about to have twins, but also kind of like a scary reality. Like, yo, we don't even know how to be parents yet. We about to have to parent two different kids. So, you know, once they, once they finally, once they finally came after that, that nine months, they, um, you know, life was never the same because, you know, typically as, you know, just being married, um, you know, I, you know, you, you move a little bit different. Like you, you're definitely uh, accountable to your wife about where you're going and what you're doing and stuff like that. But it's not the same where it's like, you got to rush back home and stuff. Cause now, especially with two, like I, I, you always felt that responsibility. Like when you're out, like, I got to hurry up and get back home. My wife needs help with the, the twins and trust me, twins as babies are a lot of work, but it, it didn't stop there. But one of the main things that I, 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 I learned being a father is that, um, like just how God sees us. Cause you know, we know God, we recognize him as our father, but sometimes we don't think about him like a dad, you know what I'm saying? Like he's our father just because the Bible tells us that's what he is, you know, father of creation, everything like that. But we don't recognize him all the time as our dad. Like that's, that's our dad. Like he, he loves us like a father. And I believe that through fatherhood, he allows us to be able to see and have a revelation of what he, how he sees us. Cause like I gave my, um, my son, my name. So he's a junior and I gave my daughter, uh, the middle name drew. So like they, you know, they have a part of me and stuff. And, um, you know, being a father, especially now that they're like four, they're four years old, they do a lot of stuff that I don't like, but when they, disappoint me or get me upset it's not a permanent feeling like i'm not gonna they're not gonna wake up in the morning i'm just gonna be mad at them for what they did yesterday like you you may you're gonna remember what they did but you can move on because you love them and you don't want to stay mad at them and that that shows me something about god how we we make mistakes and like we we when you really think about it a lot of stuff that we do it's like selling god out completely like we're so we 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 oftentimes are so far below what his perfect standard is, but he still loves and cares for us. He's still in control of our lives, and he still is mindful about us. Like the Bible, uh, David said, "What is man that thou art mindful of him?" And he said this after considering how big God was and how much he is responsible for, but yet he's his mind is still full of thoughts about us. And um, God told Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So he's constantly full of thoughts, good thoughts about us. And, and, and I believe as Zachariah says that he sings songs of victory over us. So even when we're going through, he's he's like in our corner rooting for us, like helping us to be victorious in every situation. So this is the type of love that our God has for us. And you realize it as a father, cause it's like, you just look at your kids with this unconditional love and they have unconditional love for you. So you get to see what it is like to, to experience unconditional love from a human. Cause it's like, they, they don't know, they don't know what I got going on as far as like, you know, what I've done in my life, what I've accomplished, what I've not ac accomplished, what failures I've made or how much money I'm making per year and stuff like that, that none of that matters to them. They love you simply because you're their father. And that's, that's how God wants for us to be. That's why he tells us to humble ourselves as little children. He doesn't want us to always come to him begging like, Hey God, it's me again. Uh, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Now, of course he gives us the liberty to ask, but he doesn't want us to only ask. Like he wants us to enjoy being around him. Cause let me tell you, there's nothing 
like, and my son does this every day now, and it's amazing, but it's nothing like when your, your kids come to you and say, I love you, daddy, and it's unprovoked. Like, there's one thing if you say it and they say it back, but when they come and say it to you unprovoked and you didn't do nothing for them, that's, that's different. And that shows you that God just wants you to just randomly say, you know what, God, I just love you. Like, that's not, not because of what you did for me or what you do, but just because of who you are. So trust me, it teaches you so much about uh, how God views us or how God wants us to be. And, you know, when, when they, when they do the wrong things, you definitely have to correct them and put them back in the um, right direction. I know like when you're a kid and you get punished or corrected, it feels like because your parents are upset at you or they don't like you or something like that. And you get really upset, but now as an adult, or, you know, I, I do this a while now, but you realize that it's out of love. They still love you. And they, because they love you, they correct you. If they didn't love you, they would just let you continue doing the wrong things. And you know, whatever happens, happens, but because they love you, they correct you. Um, and that's, that's what God does as well. The Bible says, because he loves us, he chastens us and whom, whom he loveth, he chasteneth. it. So if, if God is allowing you to go through a time where it feels like he's punishing you, then it's because you got to realize it's because he loves you. He's a father that knows what's best for his children. And Jesus said that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give, give, give good gifts unto you. So that means that, you know, me as a father, if I'm able to, I would love, I love to give my uh, children gifts and, you know, you, you're doing it because you want them to have it, but you also want to see like what their reaction is to getting exactly what they wanted. And, and if you can give them something that they wanted, even if they didn't like beg you for it, that's even better. So if we innately have this desire to give good gifts to our children, how much more does the, the king of the universe who owns it all want to give good gifts unto, to us? But that's the thing. We must understand that, like, you know, we serve a God that's full of wisdom. So there's things that we're asking for. And we may wonder, why is God not giving it to us? Does he not like me enough to give it to me? Does he not think I'm worthy enough? But the truth is that he's he's wise and all knowing. So if it's a good gift, it's going to be a gift that's good for you. So if God hasn't given it to you yet, his answers are always yes, no, or uh, not right now, or I have something better for you. So if he's not giving it to you, it's probably because his wisdom uh, allows him to know that it's not the right time for you, or this is not the right thing for you. And he's not going to give you something that's going to destroy you or lead you away from him. So me as a father right now, my kids may be act, they may randomly ask daddy, can I drive or can I sit in the driver's seat or something like that? I'm going to tell them no, of course, but I'm not telling them no because I don't want them to have good things or I don't want that for them. I'm going to tell them no because they are not at the age where they can handle sitting in the front seat or driving. But when the time is right, I won't hesitate to teach them how to drive. And if I have the means to do it, I definitely want to, uh, you know, get them a car and everything like that. So that that it, it, it's taught me so much. So like just being a father, you, you feel the sense of responsibility. Like you like already feel it from being married but like when you have kids it's like yeah i gotta do whatever i gotta do to provide for my family so like if i gotta do multiple things outside of work i i, I gotta get to it so it, and then you also have to be very aware of like how you conduct yourself like what you say around them how you act and stuff because they they copy everything and they'll they'll, they'll show you how much they're 
picking up because kids are like sponges. So it, it definitely gives you a sense of responsibility. So you you want to be, you know, the best that you could be. You know, you're not you know you're not perfect, and you got to be open and honest with them that you're not perfect. But you also want to set a good example for them to follow. So yeah, man, it, being a father is really is really a great thing. And now I have a, a new five month old baby, Kaylin. And it's like you go through that process all over again where, you know, you're changing diapers and everything like that. Man, I done changed so so many diapers in my life, especially when the kids with uh, the twins were smaller. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm right back at it again. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a part of part of the journey. Somebody did it for me. So now I'm, I'm you know, it's like you return the favor. So if you desire to be a father, it's definitely something to aspire to. Of course, you got to wait till the right time and everything like that. But when you do just, just, you know, be the best that you can. The world needs more, more good fathers, man. The world would be a different place if everyone had like a really good, devoted, committed, godly father. So let's be that for the next generation, man. We can make a difference. We can be that, that example. And it's like, you, you always want your kids to be better than you are. So, you know, if, if my kids show me an inch, of, of wanting to do music, I'm gonna push them. Like not to the point where it's overbearing, but like I'm gonna get them around the right people and have them listen to the right things. I'm a, I'm already on it. My son, he is like obsessed with the drums now. So like, you know, any chance that I can let him play at church, I, uh, like after church, I let him play. I let him listen to music. I let him watch videos of like great drummers or other kid drummers and stuff like that. My daughter says that she wants to play a piano. So I try to get her around that as much as possible. So, yeah, you definitely want to push them because that, you know, not just for your sake, but it is your legacy. And that's what God's placed in your hands. So you definitely, definitely want to, um, you know, be the very best that you can. And, you know, God will give you the grace to do it because it does get stressful. Trust me, it does get stressful. My kids have this thing. My twins have this thing where they, they go to bed super late. And it's like, you know, after work, you spend the whole time. It feels like, you know trying to get them ready for bed and homework done and stuff like that. And then they don't want to go to bed. So it's like, you don't get like your me time or personal time. So they're, they're down. So, you know, it, 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 it's a lot that comes with it, but it's, it's rewarding at the end of the day. Like I said, when your kids come and tell you, they love you, that you're the best daddy, or you go to pick them up from school and they come to you, uh, like screaming daddy, like that, that feeling right there. I ain't gonna lie. Like, uh, last week I picked up my kids and they did that and they were super excited. And this other dad, his kids came out and they were kind of like upset with him or something like that. He's like, how come I don't get that type of greeting? And I'm sure it's not because he's not a great dad, but it's like, man, like that lets you really appreciate, you know, the fact that your kids do that. So, you know, let's, let's be the best that we could be, man. Fatherhood is a great thing. God is the perfect example for us. And like I said, he'll give you the grace for it. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode, whether you're a man or a woman. I hope it, you know, gave you a good perspective on, you know, where I'm coming from as a dad and everything like that. So, like I always say, only what you do for Christ will last. Take it one day at a time and keep it pushing. This has been another episode of The Interlude with Drew. I'll catch you next time. It's The
welcome to The Interlude with Drew.